The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the OCD and Anxiety podcast. Before we get going, I just wanted to say that right now, uh, due to the coronavirus and the lockdown, I'm offering coaching at a reduced price. So if you're really struggling with anxiety or OCD, I really recommend that you get in touch um, because this time does uh, offer us an opportunity to, uh, to try to work on our problems. And uh, a lot of my clients right now are actually making really good um, breakthroughs with uh, long-standing problems with OCD. My coaching is based on the principles of acceptance commitment therapy and my own personal experiences of dealing with OCD and anxiety. Um, I really struggled with OCD for many years and I, I really felt like, you know, I was never going to kind of get out of the, the, the anxiety trap that I was stuck in. But um, through applying acceptance commitment therapy, I really managed to find myself uh, a way out of that trap. And uh, these days, the OCD barely bothers me at all. And so I've decided to, to kind of start helping people to do that too. And a lot of my clients are having, uh, you know, breakthroughs for dealing with their OCD that they've been fighting with for years. And they're finding that ACT really does help them to, to learn to manage it in such a way that it stops bothering them. To contact me, you can go to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com, or you can find me on Instagram, robertjamescoachinguk. Go on, you know you want to. (laughs) So moving on with the podcast. Today, I interview the amazing and lovely Bella, who is a yogi and a former client of mine. We go into detail about how you can start using yoga in a way to live a more balanced and healthy lifestyle that will help you manage uh, anxiety in a much better way. We also discuss how I worked with her with acceptance commitment therapy and how this really helped her to, to deal with anxiety. Uh, Bella also shares some interesting methods for responding to anxiety in a better way. Uh, For example, she often likes to give the anxiety a name and she finds that that helps her to to kind of deal with it uh, more effectively. It's a really interesting episode and I really think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, Do please leave us a five-star rating. It really helps to get our message out there about OCD and anxiety. And uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. Many thanks. Hi, Bella. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Rob. Thank you very much. So I wanted to start off by asking you uh, a little bit more about yoga because you are uh, a yogi. (laughs) And um, I'd like to ask you about how we can use yoga to to help us to deal with uh, anxiety. Oh, wow. Yoga is an amazing tool for anxiety. Um, it does help you with the movement. It does help you to get stuck 
energy moved in your body and it also does help you a lot with the mindfulness and the meditation as well with the breath absolutely yeah and uh because obviously like we we did some work together um to do with kind of anxiety problems and um and kind of acceptance and uh, some of the key skills that are related to acceptance commitment therapy, like tuning into values and, and these different areas. And so like, is, is, do you, do you find that like yoga is overall, it's a really helpful practice because it kind of integrates into different areas of life, like with, you know, with it being like a value of yours as well. It's also helpful for anxiety. It links into like uh, meditation and mindfulness. Exactly. It does 100%. Um, for example, when you say, when we're speaking about the acceptance or the mindfulness, when you gave me the advice, I have to focus on my anxiety, for example, to invite it in. Um, of course, in the beginning, it was very a very uncomfortable feeling. But with the meditation practice I did for a couple of years now, it, it did help me to sit down, to have a look at it, not to judge anything and just to accept whatever came up to the surface. And then after that, I'm, I was actually able to just let it pass again. And it's the same when you go with the yoga practice. Sometimes you just want to push yourself into these shapes and into these asanas too much. And you just have to accept the fact that it's maybe just not your daily condition to get into it. So it does help you to teach you some patience and acceptance as well. Okay, that's really interesting. So, so you you kind of you notice sometimes when you're maybe struggling to do a certain uh, a certain pose in in yoga, that that maybe you're kind of holding some stress or anxiety in the body somehow. You think? Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes, <laughs> you can tell, <laughs> especially when it comes to let's say when we call it harder shapes or. Um, more difficult asanas is really pushing yourself over the limits um and it's a very good exercise to actually accept this moment and to back off and just to receive and see what's happening and how your mind is changing so it does help you as well with the practice for anxiety as well yeah it's, it's really interesting like kind of you know maybe like because so often with anxiety problems like you were just discussing we 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 uh we struggle with kind of accepting the anxiety and and kind of uh you know like a really some really good advice is to kind of be more uh interested in the anxiety um, exactly. I, I i find that's really helpful when you become like a uh investigator and you want to know more about it like taking that approach really turns things on on its head and you can, like you were just kind of describing there, you can really kind of use that, but in a practical way in yoga, like when you're holding certain difficult poses and you're kind of going into them, but you're feeling the strain maybe too much. And so you are having to back off a little bit and then go back in. It's, it's, it's really interesting because you can really kind of see how that also applies to kind of, uh, you know, your experience of anxiety and kind of how we observe it and, and yeah. Exactly, I absolutely agree. It's um, quite interesting because like I said, we're every day in a different daily condition. So if you keep this curiosity up and uh, just feeling a little bit today and you're like, oh, okay, today I'm experiencing this and that. And then you back off again and the next day you're going in again, but you might just started the day off on a complete different foot. 
So like uh, you're just really learning a lot about yourself and um, the sense of observation. And this is the same thing what you're doing with uh, with the anxiety and the curiosity. So like you really don't want to push anything away, but you just want to welcome it, if that makes sense. It all has its reason to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and do you like, um, so do you have a, a morning like kind of routine with yoga or how do you like, how do you incorporate it like into your day? Yes, I do have that actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it changes every, I don't want to say it changes every day, but it depends how busy I am. So normally what I am doing is every morning when I'm waking up, I am thinking about three things or facts or reasons why I'm, what I'm grateful for or why am I happy. And it does help quite a lot. It quite straight away takes mm -hmm. your um, um, your worry away or any negative thoughts which can maybe come up. And you're just generally feeling great, gratefulness. And this gratefulness eventually turns into happiness anyway. So that is um, for sure something I would love to um, suggest to anyone to do that. You don't even have to write it down. You can do it if you want. You can make like a whole riddle in the morning out of it with your tea or coffee, whatever you drink in the morning and to write it down. But three things you're grateful for every single day. You can come up every day the same thing. That's fine too. And what I'm doing at the moment is um, I'm trying to move a little bit more into Ayurveda. So I'm, <laughs> I'm tongue scraping, um, like I'm scraping my tongue in the morning. Then I'm doing all oil pulling and after that i'm You're having what, sorry oil pulling so like you have to have a coconut oil for at least 20 minutes in your mouth and you're just pulling it in and out all the time yeah it's quite oh, detoxifying. Wow. yeah it's really i've really never good. heard of that yeah okay so, so <laughs> can you tell us more about that why why say so it's to uh like to detoxify exactly so okay. basically it's the, the shower from inside you have to do as well and it does come back to yogic knowledge as well to ayurveda like basically the big brother of yoga um and after that i'm having hot water with a piece of lemon and some ginger before i'm drinking anything else to like turn on my whole digestion digestion and to get everything going and only then i'm really starting my day <laughs> <laughs> then you're ready then i'm ready it takes a while but then i'm ready <laughs> Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I also try to incorporate some some gratitude into my my morning routine. And if I remember, like before I kind of get out of bed, um, I like to try and do it then when I'm still like kind of lying there in bed. Exactly. And like you just said, just try to bring two or three things to mind that I'm grateful for. And then I try to kind of breathe kind of into that and breathe right. into the kind of heart area and try to do a kind of loving kindness yeah. Um, meditation for a few minutes like just before I get up and I find that that is really helpful in a way because it kind of it starts like you were just saying it starts the day in this kind of positive way because sometimes I can wake up in the morning and I'm straight away thinking I oh, like oh no I've got to do this I've got to do that I've got to do this today I've got to make I've got to write this email I've got to make this phone call and you know you can start feeling like some stress before you've even got out of bed and that's really not a helpful way to start the day at all. So exactly. if you can do some kind of uh, activity where you're being grateful and also you're trying to build loving kindness, I really think like that's super helpful, and really uh, a really nice way to start the day. 
especially love and kindness, like the meta meditation, it helps so, so much. It really um, brings your mind uh, onto a different level, I want to say. This is like spreading kindfulness and compassion is the best thing. And even compassion towards yourself. Like if you needed that moment, if, if you don't have the compassion for someone else in this moment, that's fine. If you needed that day, that's absolutely okay too. It's really good. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. No, self-compassion is a really interesting area, I think, because I think a lot of people with uh, who struggle with OCD and anxiety, for example, uh, really struggle with self-compassion. And I know I did for, for years and years. And actually, you know, it's only kind of more recently in the last few years that I've been trying to build self-compassion and, um, you know, like doing things like loving kindness meditations for me in the past. I would have heard that name and instantly said, no, I am not doing that because it sounds yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> uh, whereas today I'm like more open to these kind of things and I see the value in them because, you know, so often in our culture, we beat ourselves up for kind of, you know, not being able to deal with these issues surrounding um, uh, mental health problems. Yes. you know like you know like why can't I deal with this like what's wrong with me like what I should be stronger than this so I should be able to kind of fight with this and push it away and actually exactly. like you know like that then com compounds the actual problem that you're experiencing with the OCD and anxiety and it's so much better if you can just be like oh hey no you know actually like I'm experiencing this so what I need to do is the opposite I need to say well you know I'm experiencing this but it's not my fault you know, I'm going to try and give myself some kind of caring and some self-love, you know, because that's going to help me deal with this in a much better way. Amen. I can't, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> it's so, so true. I think um, when I've learned the first time that I need to have self-compassion for myself, I was like, but hold on, I'm, I'm a yoga instructor. I, I kind of think I know how this whole game works. <laughs> but like when I actually started speaking with myself as if a friend or my family would speak with me, magic was just happening. Like showing myself compassion and understanding that I'm a human being, that, I'm, that I have emotions coming in waves. You know, it's like they're coming in waves. You have good days, you have bad days. And that's absolutely fine. And that's absolutely normal. And what you said, like the pressure and the stress is just constantly growing in, in in these times um that you really need to step back sometimes and have the have the chance to observe your mind your emotions and be like this is what i'm feeling right now and that's absolutely fine i'm a human being and everyone else is feeling these things as well so it's really it's really good to dive deeper into that yeah i think that actually i think that's another important area with self-compassion that you just touched on is is because I think when we understand that other people truly kind of um you know like deal with the same problems as us because so often we feel so alone you no know, with with uh anxiety problems like it's because we are like all kind of stuck in our own consciousness and it's very hard sometimes to kind of appreciate you know what other people are experiencing and yeah. when we truly realize that you know almost everyone struggles in in some form or another with anxiety problems some people obviously a lot more than others but you know everyone does have their own battles with it and i really do think that that's it's helpful to to remember that and um you know it's one of the benefits i think of technology is that 
there are things like forums, discussion groups, like you know, Facebook online groups, and you can kind of go and chat to other people and, and, and find out about how things are for, for them and, and share your own kind of um, problems as well. And that can be really helpful. Exactly. And I, I think it is very important as well to have the strength or the motivation to say that you, that you need help or that you just need to speak with someone. It's like some people are feeling very shy. Like you said, um, we're not speaking very openly about OCD or anxiety or mental illnesses. Um, but it's it's nothing bad to like reach out and see like, hey, maybe something is wrong with me. Maybe something is just not going right in this moment. Do you mind just listening to me for a second? And then, for example, this is how I got in touch with you. Or then you can say like, maybe I can't help you with this. You should see someone else. But it's the best step, honestly, you can do. And it's nothing, nothing bad about it. It's like you need to understand that you're in a progress of healing and that you are not broken. That it's just something yeah. completely normal. You just need a little support like everyone else in, in, in their lives as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it's so hard sometimes to open up and, and speak to somebody and yeah. You know, like uh, it took me years to be able to do that myself. And um, and I know lots of uh, clients I've spoken to have had similar like issues with with opening up to people. But like you just said, it's it's so important and it's perfectly normal to struggle with these things. And so it's so much better if, if we can. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it does help. It's. Um, it's very relieving, I want to say. I think when the first step is done, you you can see your progress straight away. Like your your mm. thinking pattern change. Um, you can maybe even like in the first meeting or in the second meeting, you're learning some tricks. If the anxiety hits again or OCD, whatever you have in this moment, you can just say like, oh, hold on, I have done this for a very long time. It didn't bring me anywhere, so I might this time just flip it and see where this brings me to whereas we then then coming back to the curiosity just like always stay curious and see what you can learn from this moment mm, absolutely so what what are some of the techniques that you find most helpful for dealing with your own uh, anxiety oh when i'm feeling it when the anxiety is coming um after a certain time i actually gave it a name <laughs> <laughs> Does help See, I, lo I love that. I think that's a great idea. Personify yeah. your anxiety. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. Uh, so very, <laughs> very helpful in the very beginning when you actually explained me what anxiety is and where it came from. Like, uh, I'm such a little nerd. I always need to understand where things are coming from and why our brain and our body works this way. So the moment I understood what anxiety is, I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I have to live with you. I just need to re-educate you basically. Something went wrong at, uh, at one point. Um, and then I sat with it. I really wanted to see where I'm feeling this anxiety in my body, what's happening. And um, I didn't really give it a color, but like I like pretty quickly gave it a name, like I said. Um, and then as well, which was really good. Um, I basically found a hook to bring me back into the present moment. So I'm not getting, yeah, I'm not getting, I'm not getting um, hooked up in this loop thinking. So like, I was like, okay, here's the nature, there's a bird, there's the blue sky. Um, okay, so you're practicing kind of coming into the present moment. Exactly. Um, anchoring techniques. Anchoring, thank you, there you are, anchoring, exactly. And uh, as well, uh, I was literally just saying, I am not my thoughts. This is just another 
anxiety attack or these are these emotions are coming up again. I'm fine. I am not my thoughts. I'm easing back into this moment and I'm finding once again the hope to come back into the present moment and maybe even getting up, just leaving the room, just moving any any type of moving or even if you can going out in the nature for a walk, depending obviously if you have to work yeah. in this or not. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's brilliant. They're really, really helpful skills. And I completely agree. I mean, I use those techniques myself all the time. It's uh, so one kind of coming into the body and being aware of the body. If you can move around, like, you know, like stretch up and push your fingers exactly. together, like go for a walk. And, and two, like if you, you know, like kind of being more in contact with what's going on around you and your senses. So exactly. like, what can you see? What can you touch? What can you smell? All of these kind of things. And if you can go for a walk outdoors or something, then that's really helpful. Yes. Like being in nature, best thing you can do, 100%. Or even if you yeah, know I you absolutely have... agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's just nature. It's just so nourishing. You, it really brings you it's back. It's so nourishing. Yeah. It's like you're connecting with the earth, basically. Again, it really helps you grounding. Mm. It does. It does yeah. help a lot. And if you have a, a friend, a little, uh, let's call them sunshine friend, you know, like a friend who always makes you happy or makes you laugh, give them a call. <laughs> it just really helps you as well. Absolutely. Now, I think this is a really important uh, point, actually, is is surrounding yourself with, with positive people, if yeah. you can. And, you know, not, again, not beating yourself up. If there's someone in your, like, friendship circle who is constantly bringing you down, who is you know, quite negative and, you know, not supporting you um, and not kind of, you know, in line with your values for who you want to be as a person. Don't okay. beat yourself up for not wanting to spend time with that person. You know, like it's 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 not your fault. This is this is your mental health we're talking about here. And it's it's so important that we can say and identify the, the things in our life that are holding us back. And, and stopping us from being the person that we truly want to be. So exactly. if there are people who are kind of like hampering that, then you know maybe it's time to start reassessing some of those relationships. And on the same on the, on you know in the same vein, like you were just saying, if there's if there's people who are really positive, who make you laugh more, who are fully in line with your values, then why not spend more time with them and call them up more and and whatever that okay. makes perfect sense. Exactly. Like keeping track of your values. Um, once you told me that as well, and once I figured out what my values are, it was absolutely helpful. It was so helpful because beforehand, and you described it very good as well. I was like a compass. I had no idea which direction I'm going to. <laughs> it's like maybe I was that one day I was doing this and maybe the next day I was doing this. But once I had all my values in line, it was so much easier for me even to focus on my values when the anxiety hits and be like, cool get your thoughts off this, get your thoughts away from your um, anxiety friend and put them on your values. Like, like don't push them away, accept them they're there, but just don't pay too much attention to them anymore. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, so important to be able to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to remind myself of that all the time too, because it's an ongoing process. And even though I'm, I'm teaching it, uh, yeah, it's, it, but it's incredibly important. When, when we know what our values are, like you just said, it's uh, when things get difficult, we have something that will keep us moving in the, in the right direction. And uh, that's that's incredibly helpful. 
exactly it, it's a uh, unfortunately <laughs> um it's not done within a day um and i do have to remind myself all the time as well but it's it's positive and it's okay because it seems like uh, you are in touch with yourself anyway and it's a progress mm. isn't it absolutely so so you you found that kind of when you started struggling with with these issues with with anxiety and you know you got in touch with me and we, we started doing some, some of the work around uh act like it's it's not a linear process to feeling like better but <laughs> but it like what was the kind of you know like the time frame like and and you know what were the ups and downs along this kind of journey and like and and where are you now with it um let me think i think we started in november more or less and i want to say within the first or second meeting I had a much clearer sight already, for sure, 100%. I think the moment when you put me in contact with ACT and figuring out what my values are, as well as writing down my logbook, that was very, very helpful. And then it took a while um, that I could actually distinguish when when I have an anxiety. I never really had a text, but when I when these um, emotions and these thoughts were creeping in again, that I could say like, okay, I might need to take myself five minutes back I can't be surrounded by anyone, but I really need to practice now uh, what my values are and I need to practice the act and then I can go ahead again. And um, in the mm. beginning, I had quite a lot of anxiety and I think I had to do it a couple of times a day. And then slowly it turned into one time a day and all of a sudden it was only once per week. And then the next time I oh, could wow. remember, I was like, hold on. I haven't been speaking with my anxiety friend for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it really became it really became better. That's great. It's a great way of putting it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is how I'm seeing it. Him. I made it mayo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so you you kind of uh, over time it got easier and easier to to deal yeah. with, and. Um, but as we've kind of discussed like before, like it's, you know, we don't just arrive at a place called kind of anxiety free, like now I'm never going to experience anxiety. And uh, so having having that in mind, I think really helps because sometimes when we're kind of getting better from anxiety, suddenly we can have like a bit of a setback and, um, you know, it, the, the anxiety can kind of suddenly come back and be feel very strong. And if we're not careful in that moment, if we read too much into that and say, oh, no, like my anxiety's back and I'm, I've, you know, I've fallen back to where I was before, you know, that can be really unhelpful because actually, like you haven't at all, like the progress that we make is sometimes it, it can be quite subtle. Like it can be like, you know, maybe one week you feel like you've made loads of progress the next week you may feel like you've fallen back but probably you haven't fallen back as much as you think it's just it feels like that in the moment when the anxiety really hits and you have still made lots of progress exactly and that's a very very important point to see as well like you never go back to square one you're never back into this helplessness and like you don't know where you're at and you don't know what's happening you just have to step back realize okay I'm maybe halfway back, but I know now all these tools which are helping me and just takes a little bit of patience and time to re rewire my brain one more time. And especially now what's happening, obviously, in the world, it's um, I have to say, like, it's coming back quite a lot as well because the structure is missing. But uh, 
the tools are just helping and i'm not i'm, I'm not hard on myself I'm, I'm much more accepting now that's great that's really good so um i wanted to find out a little bit more about uh, your your yoga practice yeah. and uh, <laughs> where did you do where did you do your yoga training um, I did plenty of my trainings in Indonesia because I've been living for four years in Indonesia on a small little island. Um, oh, lovely. It was very lovely. There were no cars. It was paradise every single day. <laughs> <laughs> and the first training I've done was the so-called aerial yoga. So that's the one when you're hanging upside down. And then I slowly became more and more interested into the tradition, traditional yoga, into um, meditation, as well as anatomy and the latest teaching teacher training I have done is the so-called yin yoga and uh, yin yoga comes from Chinese medicine and it's absolutely beautiful because it works uh, with our fascia and it's proven hopefully proven that the fascia is also storing emotions so every time I'm feeling like I'm stuck and then I'm especially I'm stuck in my mind I'm practicing this sort of yoga and it does help me a lot to um relieve a lot of tension and to get this energy moving again and to be patient and compassionate with myself oh that's interesting so if you're having like a, a blockage about something then this yeah. can really kind of get things moving correctly exactly exactly our body and our mind and the, like many people don't like hearing that right now but our body mind and spirit we are connected so if you have this blockage in your mind you have a blockage somewhere in your body as well it's absolutely normal. So they keep moving. Like we said, like even if you want to go out for a walk um, in nature, it, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be yoga. But uh, if you're a little yogi, if you're practicing it, for sure have a look at the slower versions of yoga as well. It doesn't always need to be headstand or anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so you you kind of believe in this this the idea of uh, energy and it. it it getting stuck in the body and and yeah. it's important and getting it to flow yes yes 100 100 yeah <laughs> okay and so so does the energy get stuck in in different uh different like uh chakras or different places in the body like is it does it typically get stuck in certain places or um it can be um if you speak about different places in the body or with the chakras me personally i really like a very good chakra meditation because it gives mm. me um the space to to touch base with myself so i really have the time and i'm going through all my seven chakras and sometimes i'm i'm sticking to the one at my heart my, sometimes it's my uh, root chakra where i can just say like okay there is a disbalance somehow like something is wrong maybe i need to focus a little bit more here something Maybe something has happened in my life which I'm not happy with. So does it does help me a lot as well. But uh, where you can also feel a lot of emotions are definitely your hips. Your hips, uh, we like to close our hips, our legs, everything. We like to close it, close it, close it. So it's like... Well, they do say the hips don't lie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the hips do not lie, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've not heard uh, someone say that the, the, like, the energy is in the, the hips. Like, yeah. uh, I've not heard that before. It is quite interesting. Um, it, it would take a little bit longer until I'm explaining that right now, but uh, it has to do with the flow of water as well. And like I said, the, the system of fascia. So it is quite interesting to look um, into that a little bit deeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so energy can, can become stuck 
in in anywhere in the body but there are certain places where it does tend to congregate more exactly okay. exactly it is quite interesting yeah so um, i bet plenty of people are suffering on lower back pain sometimes they have to look a little bit deeper than just the bones and the muscle yeah and uh you think obviously right now during this lockdown uh you know because as much as like i would love to be outdoors right now but uh you know, here in Spain, we're not even allowed out to exercise, which is really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're in the UK, I guess you're allowed out for one piece of exercise a day. So it's a slightly better situation there. So you could be outdoors a little bit. Um, but I think for everyone right now, like doing some yoga is probably a really, really good form of exercise to do. And if you already have a yoga practice, that's fantastic. But if you don't, it's still a great thing to do. And it's really, I find it's incredibly helpful for, for anxiety and uh, and consequently for OCD as well. Um, if someone was wanting to kind of start a yoga practice, what would you recommend that they, they do? Um, well, it seems like the whole world just went online. <laughs> so there's <a> plenty of- <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of yoga instructors out there at the moment. Um, but I would personally recommend get in touch with the yoga instructor just to see on what level you are so that person can feel in a bit better with you because everyone has also different imaginations what yoga can be and maybe you have any um, um, injuries the instructor might need to know about. Um, Quite a lot yoga studios brought their teachers online as well so there is plenty of yoga courses there Um, but I think personally I would say get in touch personally with the trainer with not with the trainer sorry with the yoga instructor zoom them skype them just get in touch with them and then from there you can begin and begin slowly and don't have high expectations just be curious and begin to move okay <laughs> yeah i think i think that's really important just be curious and and enjoy the process no? exactly exactly and uh, once again you are learning what you can uh, change and things you can't change <laughs> you're, you're becoming quite patient <laughs> yeah and have you seen um so some of the people that you've worked with over over the years have you seen them um, be able to kind of uh, deal with problems in a better way from yoga or or kind of you know like deal with you know either mental mental issues or physical problems as well uh yes i i actually did um it is quite interesting because you hear so many times that the instructor is saying please try to take this practice off your mat so like every time we're for example teaching you a more complicated or more difficult asana you're really struggling and you're really getting to know your ego like you really have this voice in your head and you're like you can't do it you can't do it and then you have the other ones like but i really want it (laughs) (laughs) if you're taking these learnings of your mat and you're for example coming into a challenging moment in your life you're learning how to breathe you're learning how to for example if you're having anxiety attack you're learning automatically to breathe deeper into your belly and to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system again and you know you're stopping the shallow breath because you just know that it's not going to bring you anywhere and uh, yeah but it just takes time you know it's like Rome wasn't built in a day so um, yoga is just a wonderful type of learning accepting and uh, observing absolutely yeah i mean i pretty much think of myself as a yogi uh 
I'm 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 amazing at yoga. Like everyone says, whenever they see my poses, like Rob, like how would you manage to do those poses in such a special way? But I think <laughs> what they actually mean is that I'm doing them so badly that they've never seen anyone do it that badly before. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, that's, uh, a, a, you know, a good kind of uh, maybe a good example that it doesn't really matter, like if you're not doing it exactly right or that you're kind of, you know, like that doesn't matter. The important thing is that you're 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 trying to do it and and just by attempting to do it and you know, practicing the poses, your body's going to get more used to it over time exactly. and it's going to it's going to get easier exactly it's like the most important is first of all just show up and even if you realize after a couple of minutes on the mat it's like oh, today is just not my day that's fine too you just showed yourself compassion <laughs> that's Absolutely, okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it comes with the with the time the movement will come for sure okay and so you did all your your training to be a teacher in in indonesia yeah, I did the the majority I did in Indonesia and the last one I've just done, like I said, the yin yoga and the yoga nidra I have done in India, actually. Okay, right. Yeah. And so what's next in your in your plans? Are, are you planning on opening a school or? Oh, I would love to have my own yoga studio, honestly. Uh, I'm just really enjoying it. I, I'm What I'm enjoying the most about yoga as well is the community. It's like any time I've been traveling, and I've been traveling a lot of places in my life. It's like every time I came to a yoga studio, I just know that people are um, um, welcoming you with open arms. And there is just no judgment. Just, there's no expectations. You're just showing up the way you are. It's like, you know, no one cares if my hair is in a bum. In a, not in a bum, in a bun. <laughs> <laughs> Why would your hair be there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a yogi, <laughs> so I can get there. <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> um but they they don't expect you to be you know like flying over your mat it's just like they really just take you the way you are so i would love to open up a space where everyone can just come the way they are i would love to do that mm. but uh, like like we said um at the moment we don't know what's happening but this in this obviously special time but we should just use this time to actually create new habits and then habits obviously turn into a new behavior Okay, fantastic. If there was one tip that you could uh, give to people for, for dealing with anxiety, what would it be? Give it a name. <laughs> <laughs> give it a name. Make it your friend. Honestly, it really, it really helps. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I, it sounds like it really, really worked for you, for sure. Yeah, it, it did help quite a lot. Um, with someone with anxiety, Please don't be shy to get in contact with someone in even if, for example, if it's your yoga instructor, if it's someone at work, if it's someone in your family. I do believe there is a big stigma around mental illness. And uh, like I said, you are not ill, you're not broken and nothing is wrong with you. But just really do that big step and get in touch with someone because it, it does help you a lot and you will feel much better afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really important message. Um, and if there was a question that I haven't asked you, um, what what would you what would you like to kind of like tell everyone that you know maybe I haven't asked you something, but what would you is there something you would like to say? There's something I would like to say. Mm, 
Well, first of all, what does help as well in the morning if you're waking up um, a little bit anxious or maybe unmotivated, put a big smile on your face. It does help quite a lot as well. If you smile at yourself and you're like, no, today will be a good day. I can do this. Um, it does help you a lot. Um, what else would I like to say? I don't know. Be happy, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good message. <laughs> and and for, for those of you who obviously, uh, well, for all of you who can't see Bella, because this is a podcast without being a video on YouTube, uh, Bella has a fantastic smile and uh, it's contagious. And I really do think it, it's uh, incredibly helpful. Like if you can wake up in the morning and even just, you know, even if you don't feel like it, try to put a smile on your face. Um, something that I try to do like during my meditation is the kind of like the half smile uh they call it the half smile of the buddha i i wouldn't want to compare myself in any way to the buddha so <laughs> i'm just going to call it a half smile uh, <laughs> uh but it's yeah it's incredibly helpful um and yeah it, it just just by like kind of bringing a smile to your face even if it's a forced one they did some research into it and 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 they showed that it it does help to activate the um parasympathetic nervous system um, which is obviously like leading to more relaxation. So it's clearly a good thing. Yeah, exactly. And it does help you um, with the wrinkles on your forehead, which you obviously don't want to have when you're old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed I'm getting quite a lot of those recently, so I must be not smiling <laughs> enough. That must then be the problem. Keep smiling. Just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Bella. It's been absolutely lovely talking to you. And uh, you've given us loads of really uh, helpful tips and ideas for dealing with, with anxiety in a better way. So Thank thanks for that. It was my pleasure. Remember, if you want to know more about me, you can check me out on Instagram, Robert James Coaching UK. You can go and join the Facebook group if you like, the Robert James Coaching Anxiety and OCD Support Group. And also you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional. 